0: max starts. that's maximum,
1: maximum for with Wolf and Luke brought to you by Carol Royce Keller Williams Realty East Valley get more money selling your home go to higherprice.com that's higherprice.com Final hour of the show here live from the ak Community Studios. Max Starks is here. Max, who travels more than anybody I know. Max, who is in. How many, like on average, when we get into September to, let's say, mid-December, how many different cities are you in per week, do you think? Three? Uh yeah, three minimum three. Oof. Because two weeks ago,
0: I had three games in four days. So that's fun. Yeah, because I had the Thursday nighter, and then I flew to Dallas, did Texas A&M, Arkansas, and on Sunday did Chargers, Jags, and then was back home.
1: What's um What's the best game you've been to, college or pro, so far this year that you've you've worked?
0: Best college game? I think it was at Texas A&M, Arkansas game because it just it flipped so much because Arkansas looked to be in just absolute control. Yeah, uh, and you know just running down the field. I mean, two or three first drives, I mean, they, they had touchdowns, and then K.J. Jefferson tries to reach over the top, and boom, That once that fumble happened, and then Damani Richardson took it back 80-plus 80, 80 yards for the touchdown... Changed the complete complexion. They went on 23 and 0 run before Arkansas could even
1: catch a breath. Max Wolf, do you see Max has like he has the look of somebody that has seen a lot yeah, of football right. in
2: How many free flights have you accumulated right now? I mean, I mean I let's month. just put
0: it this way. When it comes spring break and uh and, and summer <laughs> break, the first three family flights will be free round trip, and we're not nice. just going local.
1: <laughs> nice. All right, I'm gonna play you this clip, Max, as we talk about uh, the 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 mentality mentality the Cardinals may need to adopt the rest of this season. And it was Kevin Ray actually sent this to us yesterday. And so we're talking about now. It's actually from four-ish years ago. It looks like four and a half years ago. But somehow Wolf and I hadn't heard it. This Marshawn Lynch talking about the football mentality.
3: That's when it just clicked in my mind that if you just run
0: through somebody's face, a lot of people ain't going to be able to take that over and 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 over. And over and over and over and over and over again, they're just not going to want that. Think there's a deeper metaphor there? Run through a
2: face. (laughs) Then you don't have to worry about it no more.
1: Oh, there you
2: go. Uh, oh, man, the hair on the back of my neck stands up just listening that, to Beast Mode say that. that. That's still good all these years later. Um, and it's, it's such a
0: metaphor for life. <laughs> 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 if you just run through a person's face over and over and over again, eventually they're going to yield. The eventually teachings of Marshawn Lynch. Exactly. But, well, and, and here's the thing. That's the credo we lived by in Pittsburgh when I was there. Man especially when you had Jerome Bettis you had oh, Deuce Staley man. right and and even Willie Parker was that change up guy but Rashad Mendenhall was had the same thing Jonathan Dwyer um you know Isaac Redman we had some guys that listen it was just like we are going to run down your throat Until you give us a reason to stop, and then at the end of games, we're going to run the same exact play with the same exact snap count and the same exact formation four plays in a row, and we're going to dare you to stop us. Were you predictable? Yes. Absolutely.
2: (laughs) What are you going to do about it?
0: Right? Often imitated, never duplicated.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But you know what, honestly, Max, it's that mentality that I love. Yeah. Listen to that. That's a human being. That is one human being right there talking about his mentality, what he plays the game, and the fact that he actually had the thought. It was a thought process. It came into his mind. It clicked, Marshawn said that I was going to do it over, run through a mother's face over and over and and do it again. And what he's saying, it, it captures the essence of the game of football. So what you're saying is Marshawn's not going
0: to bounce it with the thought that a linebacker might be in the hole. No. That's what you're telling that's, me.
2: Yeah, that's, that's not Marshawn's <laughs> style. It explains so much about a guy. You. It's not like Marshawn was 250 pounds either. No. He was not. No. Is
0: um, it, you, and it's, It comes down to if you're a running back, run angry. Don't run looking for the big play. Just run expecting this to be the last play.
1: My Marshawn Lynch experience was at the Madden Bowl. I don't remember what year it was. Like when they would do it for, the, like when the Super Bowl came to town, they would oh, have it at like yeah. some bar in Scottsdale or whatever. And I think he won. It was like eight different players on stage and when he yeah. won, he just fell into the crowd. And there was like, yeah, a bunch crowd of crowd surfers. Alright, this is Cliff Kingsbury talking earlier this week about how the Cardinals are going to change some things up at practice to hopefully jumpstart the, uh, the way these games are beginning. It's a month in, so you got enough sample size to know we probably got to do something different at
2: this point, and so we'll uh, continue to, to tinker things with practice and, and how we start walkthroughs and practice and things of that nature, and then try to make sure that the first 10 or 15 plays have one that, that everybody are very confident in and, and connects you at a high level.
1: Max, if you, I'm sure on some level, level you've been on a- a team that, regardless of how the second through fourth quarters were going, just couldn't get going in the first quarter. And I, there's only so much you can really do during the week, right? I mean, it's going to have to change on Sunday mornings.
0: Yeah, and and, and even so, I mean, it's just it's got to change in game. I mean, it, it's there's only so much you can rep and practice with plays because you're never going to get the full emotion, the full gusto of the opponent, right? Because everybody's trying to heal up to get ready for Sunday. Yeah. But it's a, it, it's it's that mentality that you must bring that we are going to be successful. That. No matter what we do, we're going to be good at it. And as an offensive lineman, when I look at that top 15, you know, you get that sheet the night before. Like, okay, here's our play so you can play the theater of the mind while you sleep. When I saw in the top five, if we had three runs, I was like, Oh, yeah. I know what they want. They want the hammer, not the nail. See, that is it right there. But if I see four out of five passes, or it's two passes, a screen, and a a play action, do you have not set up the run? I'm like, they don't know what they're doing. This is playing scared right now. And we're not in a position where we're going to be successful. And I don't care if it's predictable the first play of the game. I because I always took my mentality is the guy across from me he might know I'm coming I want him to know I'm coming I mess. want him to know mess. I want him to think oh crap this yeah. guy's about to come steamroll me yeah. and I need to brace instead of what are you re- gonna do re- about re- it rush
2: yeah <laughs> what yeah. are you gonna do about it absolutely. absolutely you know it's coming I know it's coming we all know it's coming that's why I say it's really interesting that you can be predictable you can be predictable. But that predictability doesn't mean you can't be successful. You can run oh, yeah. right over somebody. And when you get to that point, you know you got them right in your hand. I mean, let's face it, you know, and not not to
0: throw a face in tragedy, because obviously I know my family and, and friends and everybody, those in the state of Florida, you know, just endured Hurricane sure. Ian. Yes. But you get a warning when a hurricane's coming and you still choose to stay. That that's what happens, and and that's what we always thought of ourselves. That we're like we're the, we're the oncoming hurricane, especially on away games, right? Like we're coming in, we're we're coming to mess stuff up and leave. Mm-hmm. And you know we're coming. You know what we do. You've watched this all week. Don't be surprised <laughs> when you get hit in the mouth. <laughs> you know. And I think that's kind of the mentality you have to carry. And I think the Cardinals do a great job of carrying it on the road. But it's just it's like at home when you're supposed to defend the nest, right? You're supposed to fortify the fortress and get ready for the bombardment of the enemy invading. And it's like, oh, man, we forgot to close the drawbridge. Dang it. Whose job was that to close a drawbridge? <laughs> you know, That's what it kind of hate feels like. Yeah, hate it when, when that, that happens. Crossfire. Yeah, exactly. Who didn't, who didn't dig the moat deep enough?
1: Uh, <laughs> all right, when we come back, Max is going to stick around for one more segment when get his thoughts on the whole Tua situation that the NFL and the Miami Dolphins are facing. That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports he played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Matt Starks. Starks. Max Starks. Max, Max. Starks. And Max. Maximum. Maximum. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com.
0: Please welcome, from the University of Florida, tackle, Max Starks.
1: All right, before we get into of stuff, Max, I do want to ask you this. Aaron Judge hit 62 last night. Obviously, that's not a question. He's not in the lineup today. If I'm Aaron Judge, I want to be in the lineup today. The pressure's off, and now I can stack that number a little bit higher. Yeah, is it padded? Because obviously,
0: I want to last longer than Maris. Yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> the, the Yankees are going to play a playoff game till at least Monday, I think, at the earliest. So it's not like... Yeah, I, I, I don't like it.
0: Um, I would love to have seen him come out. And like you said, increase over that. Don't just go one better yeah. than that. I mean, if you have the opportunity... And I, I forgot, who, who are they playing today? It's Texas, Texas. <laughs> Anytime you can't remember who they're playing, this they're playing right. the Rangers. Pick the biggest stake. Okay, it's, it's yeah, got it. <laughs> but I think, I think, yeah, I, and, and, and and that pitch and that pitching duo that they have for Texas, I was like, yeah, he, he could get enough. An and and the thing is, like,
1: I, I know a lot of baseball purists are like, okay, well, don't count Sosa, no count McGuire, no count Bonds, but they are being counted. He's only one behind Sosa, two behind Sosa again. Three, not, not like he's going to hit four home runs today, but no. the pressure's off. Go out there and see what you can do. Yeah. Uh, uh, over back to football and the Dolphins Bengals game. Now that was on Thursday. Talk about dings. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a uh, just a nasty scene on mm. the field. Um, let's just start there, Max. Yeah. <sighs> uh, if you're if you're the if you're the Dolphins, what do you do after he looked pretty shaky against the Bills just four days earlier? First of all, I, I'm I'm mad at
0: the Dolphins for A allowing Tua to go talk in the presser after the game
2: after the first game after the first game
0: yeah, yeah after the first game yeah, okay. yeah. because you let him go out there and put himself as a liability by trying to give you this excuse that it was a back spasm and this that and the other no I know what a back spasm is Wolf I believe yeah. you know what a back spasm is I, yeah I do you get at This type of feeling where you get erect and upright. You don't get wobbly-legged when it's a back spasm. I'm sorry.
1: right? That Um, move you just made is why the cameras are set up and why they made you sit over there. There it is. I just gave the
0: five-second clip right there. There Um, But to put him out there in that, knowing that he went through concussion protocol and whatever the test was that this doctor... Missed every other single sign Man, that's In that test Okay It ultimately comes down to the head team physician's discretion And the head coach's discretion
2: and ultimately, After he's though, been approved Ultimately, though It's the player's responsibility Yes It is Yeah, it I is I mean, two no. could have said, no, I'm not playing And they would have said, Okay they would have been like, fine. They, they would have been, 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 been
0: pissed, but they would have right, been fine. Exactly. How, how many players, but they wouldn't have any.
2: Yeah. yeah. How many like,
1: players realistically are going to say that, though? I mean, as good as Tua has been see, to start this year. Back when I was
2: playing, nobody would have ever said that. Well,
1: not, he's not Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. I mean, he's been, he spent the first month of the season hearing about how they wanted a different quarterback. Max is raising yes, his hand Max, and somehow I'm touching sorry. the ceiling. I did it. You did what? I
0: took myself out of a game. Okay. When the doctors were like, "Oh, we're okay. Yeah. You're okay," I was like, "No, I'm not." Yeah. And that and that that was when I herniated my neck in Cincinnati, Halloween back in 2010. Um,
2: okay, took, but the, the, it was a herniated neck. It was herniated nothing.
0: disc in the neck. Okay. No, I mean painful. No. No, not painful. No, every time I got hit, it was like being tased. <laughs> right. And I was falling to the ground after every play, and Ben was picking me up. Okay. But we didn't have any more offensive line. We had a tight end warming up on the sidelines. Oh, and no. every time we went after a series, I'd sit on there. They'd change out my neck guard and every. Oh, it's just a stinger. Da 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 da. I was like, my foot's numb. They're shooting down the pain yeah. and tingling down yeah. the back of my right shoulder. And eventually, I came, it was. we finally got another touchdown. And Ben was like, I got to have you. I got to have you. So, like, he literally carried me every play down the field because okay. I would fall. Like, the second I would get hit, boom, fall to the ground. And I said, I'm out the game. Okay, so
2: this is really good because my next football. question to you on this one right here is how much do you think it's changed? It, it, I feel like it has changed in the reporting
0: aspect for players being a little bit more accountable. And I think, that, you know, with anything else, people are going to take advantage of situations. Yeah. I think some guys report, overly report things or make something more sure. out to be. But I think the reporting has gotten better and they've been better about holding guys up, but they're still not great. So if you're talking about from zero, 15 yeah. is better than zero, See, but it's here's not the thing, quite at
2: 15. Right. Here's the thing, and I recanted on this as well. Um, I went on the air and I said, listen, I, can I tell you right now that they, the team doctors and the trainers are the best of the best to me? This mm-hmm. is what the NFL represents. You don't just get into the NFL by being some run-of-the-mill doctor. They typically, to me, my experience has always been the best of the best. Um, these independent guys that they're hiring now, these, what do they call them? They're UCTs or yeah, UCEs or something. Unaffiliated. Yeah, independent. Yes, guys. Unaffiliated um, yeah. guys that are actually going to check you out. To me, they're not just going to hire anybody to do that, Right. And that's where I think I was incorrect, and maybe that is the issue as well.
1: That, and, and you know, if Tua had a concussion against the Bills, but... America couldn't see the 2 who had a concussion against the Bills and then he went out and got hit. I mean the hit wasn't even that bad against the Bengals it was just no. the way he Second impact syndrome is yeah. what it's
0: called and that's as a 50% mortality rate. Uh, and the, so the, that is something and the posturing that you saw yeah is from midbrain trauma. That's what that that is what you that mean with the the, with the fingers curling up curling. and posturing into a position that you saw that's what that is and that's where you could die or live. That's the flip of the coin type of situation. So, which means there was. A initial concussion within four days yeah. of then getting taking that second one, and that's what they worry about in the military. I, I,
2: how does that happen in this day and age? That's that is a thing that blows my mind, especially when yeah, everybody could see on television
1: he had one in the, uh, the four days yeah. earlier,
0: yeah, because his own offensive lineman had to hold him up. Oh, yeah, and walk him, no, walk him there. So, and, and like you said, Wolf, earlier, like ultimately comes down to the player, but if you're concussed and you're not thinking straight and you're like like i gotta help my team your team is like come on man we need you sure you you also have to protect the player from himself because
2: you know like I, you said i mean I, like I, we're going we're going to want to totally, do it I, I know until that. the end i know <laughs> that but but i didn't play in this era yeah. i played in the era come on. slap it off kid you know yeah. what I mean? They knock you around, literally. They would slap you in the face. <laughs> you had a The head hey slap kid, was legal. Yes, You're it was. Over there, boom, Jones. <laughs> boom, boom. Shake it off, kid. How many fingers I got? Y'all right, kid? Get yeah. off the goofy wagon. You're fine. Get back. Do you see all that's, three of my fingers right now? Do you, that, you see all three of them? Yes. That's the era. <laughs> so uh, you know, I'm just. It's
1: changed so much. But the passion and the intent and the competitive nature has not. Well, and here's the thing: what Wolf's we'll saying of, of how much it. Has has changed when when there are parts of that that, that, that are viewed negatively, like oh, it's, it's getting too soft. Well, the reason it's getting too soft is to prevent what just happened on Thursday, and yeah. somehow it happened anyway. Yes, all of the work was to prevent
0: cracks. that, and, and that's why I I know when we're talking about Team Docs and them being the best of the best for the most part, that is true. For the most part, that is true. I think sometimes when a, when a yeah. group when a group gets I mean, a
2: you're co- always gonna have well, PSO, yeah,
0: because yeah. because here is the thing. Now we, you have groups. That control the teams, right? So, and you're taking on new doctors every year within the group. That guy might not necessarily have. Pro experience or dealing with the team itself, they might have come from a college or an independent practice. Like, and you're putting new people in the rotation all the time, and so something can slip through the cracks. And that's why I can say for the most part, like I look at the Steelers, I see Doctor, I see Doctor Bradley on the sideline. James Bradley has been there forever. He's one yeah. of the top orthopedic surgeons in, in, in the world. I see him every week. I know who that is. But then when somebody else comes or is shadowing or following, or or he has to miss because of something, and now somebody else is in there, I don't trust them as much as I trust Dr. Bradley looking at it directly and being there on the sidelines. So I think every once you get those those lapses.
2: Unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant. There we go. There it is. There Max, it is. that's a concussion expert. Yes. <laughs> that's the easier way to say it. Max, yeah.
1: uh, always great to have you in here, man.
0: Nah, my pleasure, man. I'm glad I was able to stop in today. This is fun. I mean, yes, we're on the Comrex normally, but it's good to just put a face. Totally. You know? And you know what city
1: we're in right now, right? This is like the seventh. When you've been in this. I league. do.
0: I do, I do. I do not have a concussion, but I do have sleep depravity.
1: <laughs> Walk outside, it'll be 100 degrees. You'll remember. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks bro. a lot, Max. Yeah, a All right. When we ca- text us your thoughts on the Findle text line at 620, 620 right now. When we come back, what is habit stamina and what does it mean for the Phoenix Suns? We'll explain next. It's the Wolf and Luke show on 987 FM Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays 98.7 FM Arizona's Sports Station
2: It was great to have Max in studio, Wolf. Fantastic, man. Just simply one of my favorites. Um,
1: Over to basketball right now. And we talked about this a little bit earlier in the show, but (laughs) it's this weird moment on the air right now, Wolf, where it feels like we're Introducing everybody to this concept that is evolving over at, uh, at Suns camp and practice. Should mention Suns tonight, by the way, against the Lakers in Vegas. So the second of four preseason games. And in case you're just kind of driving around, just tuning into the show, and you're like, ah, when does Suns season start? Well, it starts two weeks from today,
2: actually, at okay. Footprint Center. Wow, against two Luka weeks from today. Okay, members. beautiful. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, the phrase... That's also going to be in October, isn't it? Everything. Yeah, yeah. Everything have good is in October.
1: Um, I don't know how to react to that. (laughs) I'm just going to hit this button. So, uh, Monty Williams talking about... And this is is funny to me because you're going to get asked about the only game your team has played this year. But the only game your team has played is a preseason game where you're not using the rotation you're normally going to use. And you're playing a team from Australia. So... It's not like reporters are like, hey, are you guys in trouble because you lost a, a team from Australia? I wouldn't say the intensity level was where it needed to be. No, probably not. But Monty Williams did say uh, one thing that stood out were, were that the the habits that they want to build for the season, they just were not consistent enough against Adelaide. Uh,
3: there were some good things for sure. The third quarter defense was a lot better to start the game, in particular the end of the First quarter and into the second quarter, the habits were inconsistent. Transition defense, fouling jump shooters is something that we just don't do. Um, The ability to get smalls off of a big, Uh, when Chris and Cam are down there, we, we typically... Get those guys out of those situations. And so that, that's why camp for me is until you finish your fourth preseason game. You know? and that's, that's where we are right now. Just trying to have great habit stamina so that we can go into the season with a great base and keep building. Habit stamina.
2: Somebody follow that up with, uh, Monty, what is. Habit, stamina. Did uh, somebody, I mean, honestly, they just let that roll right it, off. It looks,
1: well, because there were so many questions to Monty about, hey, have you talked to DA? Hey, do you think you need to talk to DA? And he was like, I'm not answering these questions anymore. The, the, the follow-up I see to, um, Monty, what do you mean by habit, stamina? It was actually directed to Devin Booker, who had to answer.
3: <laughs> just stressing the details. Mm. I think that's what a lot of a lot of it comes down to, you know, things that you might get by with in the regular season or training camp and. You know, sneak away with the win here, but might come and bite you in your ass later when it matters. So, you know, building those habits at, at all times from any drill, from a shell drill to 5 on o to, you know, a preseason game to a regular season game on. You know, just keeping it consistent and, you know, holding ourselves to a standard and and never going lower than that.
1: If I were the Phoenix Suns, Wolf, I would approach this season very similarly to what Devin Booker is saying and what Monty Williams is preaching Mm. because my mindset would be and and maybe this is theirs we were the best team in the NBA last year and we didn't win the title we were in the NBA finals the year before so it wasn't a fluke that we were the best right. team in the NBA last year. Good point. We have we have quite a body of work over the last 2 years and it's impressive and it is unassailable in some ways but on the other hand we didn't we have yet to accomplish what we actually want to accomplish. So talent wise in that room I'm sure they feel like we've got we've got a team that can win the title. They should feel that way. They do have that. Attention to detail is what is going to separate them from being a team that can win the title or a team that bows out in the second round because it felt like last year they bowed out in the Mm. second round and Dallas happened to be on the other side of the court as they were doing it.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. Um, But just going back to what D Book just said right there, honestly, I love that, man. There is the definition to habit stamina. Having the stamina to build habits. And hopefully those are going to be good habits. Habit stamina, uh, says Monty Williams. I love that. It makes me think of the old saying in professional sports, or actually the old saying in sports, period. You play like you practice, and you practice like you play. That, to me, it just says everything you do. No matter what, if it's in practice or it's in a game, everything you do, you're just going to go out there and you're going to compete with everything you've got. You're going to try with everything you've got. The little things, you're not going to let them slide. You're going to go 100%, 100% of the time. Or as Vince Lombardi said, winning is not a sometime thing, it's an all the time thing. You don't win once in a while. You don't do things right once in a while. You do them right all the time. Winning is a habit, says Vince Lombardi, or said Vince Lombardi.
1: I know you were quoting Vince Lombardi, but for some reason it hit my brain as Vince Morata.
2: Yes, it was not Vince though. It was it was Vince Lombardi. Think not, about not that. a lot of Vince's winning that don't have is a habit. Names. habit stamina, having the stamina to build good habits. How you approach a game, how you prepare for a game, how you play a game.
1: There are only so many ways you can raise the bar if you are the Suns right now for, again, for regular season games. I mean, if 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 your concern, like mine, after the, the playoffs two years ago was, okay, how does this team really get up for regular season games consistently? Um it should be even more so now, because last year they did get up for the regular season. They set a franchise record with 64 wins, and it didn't. It just resulted in heartbreak three weeks yeah. later, four weeks later. So the reality is the Suns are a very good basketball team, and probably on some level they're being overlooked nationally. But the other reality, Wolf, is the rest of the Western Conference has gotten a lot better. A lot better. And maybe the Suns can get better as well because this core has played together for another year and Cam Johnson will be better and maybe DA is better maybe even Devin Booker will be better but uh, they have not added pieces, they've lost pieces and the rest of the Western Conference, not all of it, not Sacramento obviously, but most of the good teams have gotten a lot better so this is going to get tougher now.
2: Yeah, you know what hey, it's funny because you're right um, it's not like they've, they've added people, they've lost people that are impact players Jay Crowder right now, I'm assuming Jay is going Gone. okay? That, there's an impact. I think so. Javel McGee as well. I think there there's an impact right there. But I think the consistency overall from a Cam Johnson, he's getting better. He's not done. He's nowhere close to being a finished product. Even Mikael Bridges, not close to being a finished product. DeAndre Ayton. There's so much room for growth with a lot of these guys. Growth that I think could make a difference. Consistency. You said consistency right there. Emmett Smith said this once. He said, quote, consistency is one of the hallmarks of my career. You knew what you were going to get out of Emmett Smith. Every game, every year, no matter if I was 22, 21, or 35 years old, you knew what you were going to get. Consistency. I, I mean, I love that. Again, this is what I think individually. Maybe they can rally around this, this habit stamina. Rally around that. Like it was Latin, habita staminae sauce. Or where something you, like where that. Where are you getting all these quotes uh, over there? I, no, I wrote them down, man. Oh. I did. I wrote them down because habit stamina made me think, What what is he talking about? He's really talking about forming a consistent way of doing things going about your business whether it's practice or a game this is how you're going to play DeAndre Ayton yeah this is how you're going to do it if you could if you could um, give the gift of
1: habit stamina to one player on the Phoenix Suns I think we all know who that player would be yeah yeah all right when we come back Kyler Murray has spoken today I uh, just spoke because practice just got over actually since they moved things around what's popping what's popping uh, we're going to hear from Kyler next it's the Wolf and Luke show on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station
3: Hi, this is Kyler Murray, and you're listening to 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
2: Nobody is as fast as this kid. He's like that little kid. You can't catch me.
3: Na, na, na. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is after Murray, and he's going to keep it off the left side. He's at the ten, half the five. He's in again. Some more Murray magic.
0: Our guy is one of those that gives you a chance every Sunday, and at his best, you know
1: I don't know who's better in this league. Let's but... be the best. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Wolf and Luke talk Cardinals now. All right, final segment of the show here, Wolf, and uh, with, even with the Cardinals moving around, we got to give command and control some, some credit here. Even with the Cardinals moving their practice schedule around, we still have the Kyler Murray audio turned around right really? here. So this is just really from within the last hour. And uh, here's Kyler speaking after practice today. Boy, he said a lot today. <laughs> i can Tell you, looking at the cuts now compared to like two years ago when we were play Kyler audio, it'd be like, oh, here's four eight second cuts. No, he uh he had a lot to say, starting with uh, talking about Zach
3: Ertz facing his former team on Sunday. Nah, I actually thought about that. It'll probably probably be a little weird for him. Maybe I don't know. You know, he had a such a great career there um to go against him for the first time since being traded. Um, probably have you know some emotions I'm sure uh, he's an emotional guy um, but uh, I'm sure
2: he's looking forward to playing him for sure. Zach Ertz apparently an emotional guy according to <laughs> Kyler You know what's kind of cool? They're building that <laughs> chemistry and uh, Cliff has been talking about this as well but they're building that chemistry and we we can see that chemistry starting to build between them a, a certain trust between Kyler Murray and Zach Ertz. I think it's pretty cool Well Ertz, I, I've, I've very encouraged to see him not break
1: out in Zach Ertz, but but have two pretty good games here back-to-back the last few weeks because he is the guy that when they found out they were going to not have DeAndre Hopkins for six weeks, that I immediately thought, okay, Zach Ertz at least gives you a little bit of a mismatch, even before they had Hollywood Browns. Yeah. Maybe Zach Ertz is a guy that could cause problems for opposing teams. Now, naturally, Wolf, they did follow up. Did you just say Zach
3: Ertz is emotional? Uh, he's, he's a... I don't want to say emotional, you know. Tight ends just want the ball a lot. Like they, they get, they get sensitive if they don't get the ball. You can watch him on Sundays. If he's open, he don't get the ball. He's he's throwing his arms down and doing all, doing all the, you know the theatrics and stuff like that. But um, <laughs> he has a good reason. Most of the time he's open, so um, that's fine. I'm I'm good with it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to see that, honestly, right now. That's just me. I think he's playing that up a little uh, bit. Yeah, he His might be, be, he might be playing some that stuff up a league. little bit right there. Yeah, you never want to do that. You never want to try to show up your teammate ever. It sounded like Kyler was kind of serious there, though, that, you know, the theatrics. yeah No? I, I don't, you didn't believe
1: I, it? Kyler, I just, from what I've learned over the last couple of years, Kyler's delivery of commentary, like if he's joking, yeah. is so just... Deadpan, And so is Cliff, which is why this team gets in trouble nationally when people are like, oh, Cliff and Kyler hate each other. They just, if they're yeah. if they're joking, they don't give you any
2: intonation it's in kind their of, voice. Okay, um, I have seen uh, Zach Hurts, and yeah. he's not alone. I've yeah. seen Kyler Murray as well, well be demonstrative. That's why I was laughing when he was saying that, because yeah. I think of Kyler like two so, years ago. So, again, I don't like any of that stuff. Don't do it. I don't care who it is. Don't do it. Uh, Here's more
3: from Kyler, just the Eagles game in general. I mean, it's a great opportunity for us. You know, um, started off slow this season. Um, Entering the second quarter of the season, I think it's a great opportunity. Got a great team coming in. Um, In order to be the best, you got to beat the best. This is an opportunity for us. Well, if they were, like last year... When they played
1: the Rams and you're playing a team everybody's talking about, that seems to be when the Cardinals are at their best. When they played the Rams the first time. When the Cardinals were undefeated and the Rams were undefeated, but nobody was talking about the Cardinals. Yeah. It was like, okay, this is actually the sort of the game the Cardinals, they, they like to be the the underdog. They seem to play better. If they didn't look so disjointed on offense through these first four games... I'd quietly feel kind of confident they were going to win this game because Philadelphia's good, but I don't think they're the best team in the league. Yeah. It's the sort of game where the Cardinals would be like, okay, now there's no
2: one to see yeah. the teams. No, you're right about that. Uh, their offense has really sucked buttermilk for the most part. And once again, I think all the guys over there would tell you that themselves, except for the second half of the Raiders game and the second half of the Carolina Panthers game. Now, juxtapose those two second halves. What is the difference, Mason, audience? What, what is the difference? Well, in the Raiders' second half, of course, it was Kyler, Kyler, Kyler. Kyler Murray just going out there doing incredible Kyler Murray things that brought them back in that game. In the, in the second half of the Carolina Panthers game, there was a lot of players that stepped up. A lot, I think. The offensive line stepping up and doing their job, running the ball. And suddenly there were big plays that were happening as well. It was a team effort. And that's what's got me encouraged going into this game. Now, we'll see. We got here it is four quarters against one of the best teams, the only undefeated team left in the league. What are you going to do about it? Let's see.
1: I would also, full disclosure, feel a lot more confident in this game, and this isn't even a joke anymore, it's it's reality, if it weren't at home. (laughs) <laughs> it's just so weird to be as bad as they have been at home for the last calendar year. Typically, if you are that bad at home, you're not very good on the road either. You're just not a good team. Yeah. But they are really good on the road. They're ten and one in their last eleven road regular season games, but they are zero and seven in their last seven home games. And so Kyler was asked, "Are the players talking about this weird juxtaposition?" That's the second time I've used that word today of of
3: being good on the road but terrible at home. No, no, I don't. I mean, I, I don't really uh, make much of a thing about it um to me it's you know it, it, like I said last year's last year obviously you know this year we're uh we have we have yet to win at the crib but I mean uh, we like I said we got a great opportunity this week yeah so exactly what you were thinking well if yet to win at the crib yeah, well,
2: you said that to me earlier I i am mean, I'm, I'm shocked that people still say crib for the most part um still? honestly well, yeah I mean, I, still I'm just saying it was around when I was 25
1: I feel like MTV Cribs has been off for like 12 years now yeah, see, too I mean like, see nobody what? has cribs anymore
2: uh, I'm saying you know that that's back in the locker room that's what we used to say the crib you know sure. you're over at the crib but man. but the
1: way you said it initially was like you made it sound like people were saying it in the 1920s or something well uh, yeah,
2: yeah maybe but, they I were mean, you know crib is still around I'm just yeah, shocked it is so you can call it whatever you want if you start winning it's, there. Like, <laughs> it's like 30 years <laughs> Three years later, it's more than that. Oh, my goodness, it's more than that. It's to 35,
3: dare I say. Don't do math on the air. Okay, yeah. Uh, here's Kyler talking about the Eagles' defense. They got a lot of great players over there. A lot of great players are flying around. They're playing together. Um, playing real good complementary football. Offense, defense, and special teams. There's a reason why they're 4-0. Um,
2: but like I said, they got you know they got some really good players over there. Yeah, they do got some really good <laughs> players over there. Start with Jalen Hurts. Then I go immediately to A.J. Brown. And after that, oh, there's this other guy, uh, Devontae Smith. Yeah, they, he's kind of
1: flying under the radar. Totally
2: like, flying under the radar.
1: He's just like the first receiver to win
2: the Heisman in like 30 years. Yeah, Miles Sanders also. Uh, there's another guy. He's pretty good. Yeah, he runs he's, the he's ball. He's, got, he's almost got 400 yards rushing, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and it felt like, Actually, it's 356. Is it really 3 I'm going to look this up. After no, seriously, do it right All now. Right, I'm going to okay? play this.
1: Here's Kyler <laughs> talking about the NFC West being even.
3: No, I think the, the division's just super competitive. <laughs> You know, it's um, I think you, you take pride, you know, in, in playing this division. Um, you see, you know, how this division shakes out. It's always it's always super competitive. You know, super Bowl champs, 49ers were, in, you know, in the game to go Super Bowl playing the Rams. Um, Seahawks have always been good. So, um, nah. I mean, if anything, that's just that, that puts puts more on us. We got we got to be better. Um, and I'm excited for it. I'm, you know, I'm super competitive. So to me, it's, you know, it's uh, set up right for us.
2: Yeah, oh, I love that right there. i in lead, brother. Lead. That's what I'm talking about, Kyler. This is who you are. Lead, you love it. You're super competitive. Go out and lead.
1: What did you say for Miles Sanders rushing yards this 356. year? Three hundred fifty-six. That's not really
2: important. What he has? That's, Wait a minute. That's, that's, no. See, is, I'm checked out. I mean, this you is you just showed me a like a map of Ireland well, on your computer. No, it, it's I'm out. Three hundred fifty-six. I know you're checked is really?
1: out. Yes, See, this is what I'm
2: talking about. Number, a number will stick in my head. I don't remember what I had for dinner. All right, thanks, to Aaron Maloney, Justin Morris,
1: note. behind the glass for Wolf. I'm Luke. Got Burns and Gambo next on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Seriously.